Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsa. And this is the Clone Wars Report. <laughs> oh, the Clone Wars Report, where Mario jumps on the flag at the highest point to get the most points. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, we have been doing little uh, kind of breaking news uh, uh, yeah. sounds, but it's now uh, just evolved. It's natural. <laughs> It's it's my year. I'm 20 years out of my last improv session, so I need to go refresh. Maybe at the LA Connection. Uh, <laughs> That's the way all improv scenes yep. end, or should. They say an improv is you know more than anyone. Joseph, uh, first instincts are usually correct. Not for me. Not for me anymore. <laughs> Third or fourth instinct. Yeah, you got to yeah. dig for those instincts. Yes. That's what instincts are about, right? <laughs> well, we are having a ton of fun uh, discussing uh, Clone Wars. This is the end of the first arc of the seventh season. The fourth episode. How's that for numbers? Uh, it's called. <laughs> you just sounded very biblical. <laughs> it is. It's the end times. Anyway, because of this Clone Wars, it can't be the end times because it's yeah. called unfinished business. That's right. The end times. It would be called finished business forever done uh anyway it is called unfinished business uh last week's episode was on the wings of kiridax uh, another great uh song unfinished business yeah. is that a rush song uh, yeah Who sings unfinished business uh, un, uh, it, it almost sounds like uh, uh westerberg and the replacements unsatisfied <laughs> i have so much unfinished business uh Ooh, yeah. overhead yeah yeah uh, yeah a little tommy waits vibe little, there too. little tommy yeah, waits yeah. Little, little tommy waits there little tommy um, Unfinished business. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, I, I do like Rush getting in there too. <laughs> Today's Excellent. echo. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. It's a very musical episode of the Clone Wars yeah. Report. Uh, we like to start by talking about when we watched it. Uh, did you wait for midnight this week? I am trying to remember. <laughs> you're it, trying to remember. It's been a you know. There's been a lot going on in lot the world. On. We're so happy you're listening, probably from the safety of your own uh, fallout shelter. But uh, we, I think I, I I I didn't watch till late Friday night. Okay, and it was one of those like. Oh, don't mind if I do. I forgot I had that. <laughs> a little treat. Yeah. 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 You can have a little Clone Wars as a treat. Yeah. I stayed up uh, late on Thursday, uh, oh. the the release date uh, into Friday and watched it. And that was really, really uh, fun. Mm. I enjoyed it. I was a little tired. And then my wife, uh, Sarah, was behind. She hadn't seen On the Wings of Kyrdak. So on Saturday mm. morning, we had a, a little. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little marathon, a little two episode marathon, which was that. really great. And it was really it was fun to see it through fresh eyes because I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But then for some reason, this particular episode really set off a lot of light bulbs for Sarah, where she oh. was really excited by thinking about like, oh, but that relates to this and this relates to right. this element. And I think that's one of the great strengths of Clone Wars. Why people love it so much is it has all these just sort of a uh, surface level delights, but it is so important to Star Wars canon. Right. And is so yeah. much a part of the poetry of Star Wars that it was great to just watch my wife have a have a Star Wars poetry moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your overall reaction to Unfinished Business? I, I really love this episode because I think I've really enjoyed this arc and I considered it a great wrap up to the arc. And when it, it looking back, looking back at all the Clone Wars arcs that pop up during the show, I think this is one of my favorites. And I'm trying to, you know, is it just because it's so fresh? Because I got to watch this in a new way. We keep talking about being able to watch this as part of the Star Wars community. I, I don't know quite yet, but it was a tremendously satisfying arc. I thought this was a real touching ending. 
Uh, wonderfully action-packed. We're going to obviously discuss that. And 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 it's nice to know in Season 7, which, again, a lot of this, especially Bad Batch, based on stuff already created. But nice to know that this was as good, if not better, than The Clone Wars has ever been, generally speaking. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like, eh, we're going to give you a... A final season, we'll, we'll, you know, it's it's Will and Grace reunion. We'll, we'll, we'll get six episodes out of it and we'll move on. But yes, it's been great. I think that's a great point. It definitely has the feeling of exactly what it is, a continuation rather than mm. a reboot. Yeah. Uh, and that and that's a great uh, feeling. I think for me, what I liked about this is just this episode and the whole arc is that you could so feel its place in the time of Star Wars history, Star Wars canon. Mm hmm the whole thing was so bittersweet. Yeah. Like it was a victory, mm -hmm. but there's so many things about it that pointed towards wariness of how yeah. long everybody's been doing this. And just little subtle reminders of like, cool, the Republic got an axis back. Yeah. Not gonna matter <laughs> to anyone. Yeah. Cool. Echo joined the Bad Batch. How soon and when did they die? You know, and it could be forever, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You get that sense of it's, bittersweet from the character's perspective in many ways uh yeah. there's this whole moral of trust you you That's get right. obi-wan is very calm and playful and has a sense of trust in anakin and then we get to see that moment that we will of course talk about where like mm -hmm. obi-wan you there, there's you can't have trust in anakin and you don't know that yet but we do like yeah. there's so much about it that is beautifully bittersweet i i'm not saying you are but i love that you're kind of painting the picture that, that there's some uh Rachel Dratch, Debbie Downer character. <laughs> oh, the Bad Batch. Yeah, but how long are they going to live? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's a victory. But it's true. A Pyrrhic victory, <laughs> says Debbie Downer. Uh, yeah, the, that theme about uh, trust has, like, this actual episode is yeah. set up. So the heroes kind of win. Everything works out with Echo. They defeat all the droids, and that's halfway through the episode. And then dark stuff mm. happens yeah and it still is a victory but nowhere near as great as it might have felt in the middle of the clone wars when doom isn't right around the corner right got that approaching doom never yeah. a good thing yeah approaching doom as approaching i look outside doom. of our studio window at gray clouds <laughs> and a lot more coming our way <laughs> it's just a little bit of los angeles catching up on that whole rain thing as we should do every once in a while yeah. um my other overall thing and we will talk about in detail is i just absolutely in love with mace windu's speech like it's really great yeah one of my favorite things in all of clone wars mm -hmm. without exaggeration uh want a cross stitch of the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> to go along with the cross stitch that my wife's going to make me of one of the lines from mandalorian <laughs> my cross stitch uh list is uh getting long getting long uh any other overall reactions before we dive into some of the themes uh yeah i, I think some of it is tied into the themes i do have some some points but now i'm looking at uh you know i'm more prepared than ever this week because you and i have had to watch a doc a movie a clone wars and a book read a book <laughs> and i have so many notes i've separated it so i feel more prepared but yeah yeah uh overall um i i i really really excited to dive in because this is just a great mix of action and and what we want from the clone wars Ooh, that means something that so, means something okay great let's, let's dive, dive in. into the theme so as we talked about over this whole arc there is a real theme of uh the organic versus the mechanical a long-standing theme in star wars an ongoing one this episode being the end of the arc felt to me like this real definitive triumph of the organic 
over the mechanical where we see them kind of pitted against each other. And even the very beginning of this arc is, well, they got these algorithms and they have, you know, basically uh, perverted and uh, subjected Echo's organic nature to being a successful machine and all this. Right. And there are so many great ways that the organic triumphs over the mechanical in this. We got Echo actually successfully turning the tables Mm-hmm. on the algorithm and trench and there's you know that's the tension of the episode that doubt that he proves them totally wrong of like nope i can take <laughs> this system that i was abused and suppressed by and basically use it in my own organic flowing powerful way right yeah uh yeah no keep keep going i'm okay. looking at your list okay good 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 Sorry. uh yeah just want to make sure uh that you had room to speak so i was <laughs> yes, just no. like uh, and then this, i realized and i started and then i was like no keep going, keep going. uh the whole, there's the, the great discussion in this episode about trusting algorithms versus trusting people in in right. particular we get uh tech interesting that it's tech uh who is really concerned that they were in his brain i don't mm-hmm. think he can be trusted it doesn't seem like a like a, a doubting of Echo's character. Mm. It seems like Tech has that fear of like, oh, they were in his brain. They kind of own him now. Yeah, he's going to betray us against his will, probably. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, under. I understand where Tech's coming from, and that was what's part of the the fun part uh, of some of the where trust comes from and what you yeah. have to overcome to give that trust. There's a lot of evidence, probably in in his time in the Clone Wars, where Tech's <laughs> like, no, we shouldn't, and th- doesn't this make sense? Uh, at Star Wars, sometimes it's about uh, the spirit ri- rising above tech stuff, too. Yeah. You know, literally. So I like that. But there was a lot of great little trust moments where trust comes from. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to the uh, yeah. the moral of the episode there. But even with Trench, where this mm-hmm. idea of, like, he has the algorithm, but then he still has his his backup plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is total annihilation. She's a with great the lip curl, a lip curl. Yeah, uh, he, he could have twirled his mustache yeah. if one half of it was not made out of metal. Right, right, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so I just thought there was there's that really uh, that idea of we can use the algorithms to to subvert the algorithms themselves and and lots of algorithms versus people stuff. Um, I thought it was really interesting to think about Echo's actual background. Mm. Uh, it seems to me like a triumph over the rigid and mechanical for him to realize that he belongs with the Bad Batch, yeah. belongs with Clone 99, that whole, uh, you know, bittersweet where Rex seems to know he has to let him go and you're following your own path is, mm. is it's not, it's not, I like that it's not Hunter saying you're damaged, they won't accept you of just like, you you're in a place to follow a really unique and specific path yeah. of your own. And that's kind of what, what we're about. And to contrast that with where Echo gets his name. Yeah. Is that he was the clone who was really rigid and obsessed with orders and repeated them. So then his clone friends named him Echo yeah. as a teasing joke. Cause he always echoed the orders. It's, it was interesting to me that that's where this specific clone like, this would have been a great arc if it was fives. Yeah. You know? Uh, I know it can't be timeline-wise. Uh, but, the, but the specific that it starts with the clone who got his name from being overly rigid and repeating orders. Yeah. Because he was such a follow-the-rules guy to you're now a totally unique individual who hasn't – nobody else has had your experience. I love what it says about not just growth, but uh, the things that happen to you that, that I mean, uh, not to 
I mean, there's just straight out trauma that Echo's going yeah. through. There's straight up trauma, and and, and uh, it's an animated show. Don't want to uh, put anyone else's real world trauma on par with this, but it's just a a, a, a story way to show you, like you, you you for better or worse, you are who you are, and you can choose to take that forward and grow from it. As hard as it is, I think there's still things to, that, that Echo will be dealing with going forward. But I thought that was really powerful to be like, you know, you you are different, and now you get to own it. And yeah. celebrate that and grow from that. And specifically that it's really that both Hunter and Rex present it to him as his choice. As his choice, yes. And that's the choice that he makes. Uh, last thing in just the idea of the triumph of the organic over the mechanical is the extra high, even for Clone Wars, uh, droid death count. Mm-hmm. That we are reminded of that multiple times yeah. by the <laughs> Mace's amazing <laughs> murder count of the droids by... Hunter literally saying, I feel sorry for the droids when Wrecker yeah. starts wrecking them. The droid begging, not in my face, not in my face. It's it, it, every bit by itself is just like, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. But yeah. you start to put it together and this is a empathy for the droids, their yeah, yeah. mass destruction. And even in Mace's speech, he's like, droids, make a different choice. Yep. Get yourself reprogrammed for something better. But in even that is the rigid versus the... Organic versus free will. We've seen in this modern era of Star Wars, and I and I, I wouldn't put Clone Wars the first few seasons in that modern era, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. It was all before. But this is the first Clone Wars in the modern era of Star Wars, and it all syncs up to what we've seen in Solo, what we've read in Last Shot, what we've kind of uh, even in Rise of Skywalker have dealt with of of hey fandom, you even grew up in the eighties. You love 3P and R2-D2, but you didn't treat the rest of the droids, <laughs> you know. But remember, a gonk droid in Jabba's palace is screaming while getting tortured, and that haunted me as a kid. Oh, yeah, it's burning little feet. Yeah, yeah. so to, to, to play with that even now, and I was, the Wrecker scene with the droid begging for mercy was, <laughs> Wrecker's not a Jedi. Um, it it kind of got me, and I was like, oh, God, oh. So, yeah, it was very, very a Mace from Mace's speech to just the visual of all the dead droids. Dead droids, it's still destruction, you know? It's yeah, there. yeah. Anything else specific? jump out for you in this kind of organic versus mechanical conversation we've been having no I just I mean going back to the echo stuff uh, I, I like it's this um, you know like you were touching upon there just the, it's the reversal of Trunch's own game and I, I like there's something to me interesting about I think it's great to step outside the box but how you step outside the box is also a little bit of who you are <laughs> so when you step out the box and your plan is annihilation <laughs> You know, you're not thinking. Uh, you're not thinking it through. You know, you're going down some dark paths. So that's yeah. actually one of my favorite moments. Yeah, that I in the concept of a bomb so large that it would destroy most of the planet. Yeah, where he was like, "Well, I can't lose the planet. Yeah, but I can blow it up because at least I'll kill it a bunch me. of Jedi and clones and yeah. mission accomplished mm-hmm. after a fashion." Uh, another idea that I thought was really present is is the question of who are the Jedi. Very much so. Um, so we got Mace's big speech, obviously, which is contrasted by Anakin's murder of Trench. But then we have the specific debate, all, all the the tactics of the algorithm and mm. Trench and even Echo up to a point are caught up in, as Trench says, the Jedi are arrogant and predictable. And yeah. I feel like the episode is kind of offering us to, to play with those ideas of are they arrogant and predictable. Yeah, uh, not necessarily yeah to that, but yeah to the, this great question. Uh, if we want to start there, my my thought on... Arrogant and desperate, I think is what he said. Uh, yeah, desperate and definitely predictable. Um, 
I, I, I likened it. I, I thought back to, uh, was it Dark Knight where Joker and Batman, and this is the age old struggle with our superheroes, right? Yeah. It's just like, you've got to follow a code. I don't have to. You're going to always lose or I'm going to challenge you. It's, it's one of the themes I do love in, in that particular movie. And, and I look at the Jedi and that's, and this will feed into the Anakin conversation of just being at, at, at war with your own code that, but you know, you know, there's ways to do the code. So I like that trench in a way was just kind of not, not comparing trench to Joker, but <laughs> just, uh, total annihilation. Yeah. Total annihilation. A, yeah. Some wallers, people just want to see the world burn. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, cause he's not, I, I think he might be right ish on the arrogant thing. That's a different conversation that he and Yoda can have. Yeah. But <laughs> just from before, yeah, he's not necessarily wrong. The, the, the reason there's a reason at the beginning of this arc, Mason, Anakin are like, we keep getting our butts kicked. Yeah. There's something you're not doing. You're, you, you are predictable because you probably have to be at times. Yeah. And Anakin would have some thoughts on that. So yeah, I like that part. The, and the idea that, Trench would believe the algorithm suggesting send all of the battle droids there because the Jedi would be so cocky as to think we can knock it out. We'll, we'll just take care of it. Yeah. Is yeah. yeah, That that's really telling and interesting. Um, obviously for me, Mace's big speech, the reason I love it is just like, it's so the Jedi way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when people talk about Mace, you know, Samuel L. Jackson plays him beautifully, but with a lot of like, uh, grim looks on his face and a lot of the party's over and a lot mm -hmm. of an, an attitude of ass kicking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you go into expanded lore, he, you know, his lightsaber style was Vapod, which was the one that danced with the darkness, which is why he was able to defeat. You know, there's a lot about Mace mm -hmm. that has always been supportive of people who like the gray Jedi mm -hmm. idea, who mm -hmm. like the idea that a Jedi can have a little darkness yeah, <laughs> as a treat. Um, <laughs> and this was so just a reminder of like, nope, Mace is a Jedi. That little speech is the Jedi way of like, mm -hmm. we've done this thousands and thousands of time. I've, I've slaughtered a hundred thousand of you. I would rather not. Mm. I am asking you to make a different choice. Yeah. And it really revealed the Jedi philosophy that I like to think about for the Clone Wars mm -hmm. is that they think they are defending. Yeah. Because he put, he puts it on the droids, he said, "Would you, can you be reprogrammed to do something other than spread? I think violence and chaos. Mm -hmm. But just by explicitly saying you're the attacker, it gets into Mace's mindset that I'm a defender. Yeah, I'm not. You know, it, it, I don't want to be a warrior, but since you're attacking, I'll defend. Mm -hmm. So there's so much about his speech that I love, just from flavor." And yeah. from context, but more than anything is because it's kind of, this is who the Jedi want to be, ideally. Yeah. It is, perhaps, I put this down as the best example in the Clone Wars and maybe all of Star Wars of a good Jedi being a good Jedi. Yeah. And, and there's going to be other little examples along the way people can, can throw up. But I'll, I'll go to one of my all-time favorite scenes is, is the Battlefront II uh, 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 sequence with Luke Skywalker, the choice to be better, all that kind of stuff. I just really love that it's just so plainly stated it got me to think and we've we've talked about this stuff before but i love when stuff kind of just hits your brain in a simple direct here's here's what it is I, i've been a fan now all my life during this sequence i thought isn't it so great funny and weird that the jedi weapon can only really be used when in, in these 
fight in these particular fights when fired upon you know what i mean just so simple and again we've had these discussions time and time again but it just in that moment it really highlighted that for me yeah uh and and that this can't be done before every battle can't be done before every speech but yes it it, it drove home the fact that mace is i've had some bosses like this so for (laughs) mace's mace is perhaps a better boss than this guy where they they were real hard they were kind of you didn't want them around i hated when they showed up but after I left the job at dinner with him one time and, and I just told him, I said, you know, and he was the only one to give me a promotion when no one else would for a job that I didn't have a one specific qualification. They always held on to. OK. And and I was like, you know, I always respected that. But, but the toughest problem with you was I always knew you were right, even though I wanted <laughs> to fight you. And I see Mace's that all through yeah. the prequel series. He's right about a lot. He's right about if we go this way, I think we should do this. We should probably. But people. He's, he's a little standoffish. He's a little gruff. He's a little, he's a very Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. uh, one half of him, you know? So it all comes down to this moment. Just remind him of just like, no, this is the right thing. This is how I feel and how you should react. Yeah. I'll give you the choice. Anyways, I'll cut my monologue off. No, no, no. Uh, keep going. I, I really did. It was, it worked as humor. Yeah. That look from Obi-Wan sold it. Great. So great of like, okay, this is new. Worked from a humor standpoint, but it's, it's a big moment in Star Wars. I really do believe it. Yeah. I think that's part of what uh, I liked about it, too, is I don't think Mace has been doing this, you know, every battle. Right, right, right. I think this is, I am getting so tired myself of Mm -hmm. the repetition of this. Yeah. And, like, couldn't we all just make a different choice really adds to, like, I think that's why Obi-Wan's like, what is this? (laughs) This is new from Mace. But it adds to this war has been going on for so long where Mace is like, I have killed a hundred thousand of you. I love Don't it. you just want to make a different choice? Because come on. I and this is and this is where if Trench was listening, and maybe was on security camera, she'd be like, see, arrogant. And I'd say, well, you know, you can back it up, it's not arrogant. So an old sports term sometimes sports phrase. You know, uh, but I like your take on it better of just him going. I've been doing this is enough. Yeah. I don't, I'm going to do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. And Obi-Wan's little button up. Well, it was a nice try. <laughs> uh, Anakin's murder of Trench then yeah. is, uh, we were talking about this uh, big picture theme of who are the Jedi really. If we look at Mace's speech as this is who the Jedi want to be ideally, mm-hmm. saying, hey, we don't want to fight. And, yeah. But if you're going to choose, I will defend. Um, and th- Trench thinks he's got the drop on the Jedi because he thinks that they are predictable and arrogant and he Mm. thinks he has their total profile and thinks he's totally safe. And Anakin surprises him by not behaving like a Jedi. Yeah. I think. Yeah. How did you take Anakin's, uh, handling of trench? I'll, I'll tell you how I took it. I, I don't think you're wrong. And I'm not saying, uh, this is a debate. I think he is, there's a little wrinkle in there, um, that he could say he was, <laughs> I was acting out of defense on a technicality, on a technicality. Huh? Uh-huh. And that's what I love about it because that, that is only going to fuel Anakin later in his defense of any of his actions. Uh, he can find a way to justify it, and justifications can sometimes be the death of you. Can sometimes bring you down if if you're not being honest with yourself and not seeing what's going on. I thought it was played well. I thought the animation uh, on his face. Oh my god, those it. doors open, and you were like, "Oh, that Anakin's back." Because we've been talking a lot about Vader. how he's yeah. he's seen his own rashness in Rex. He's yeah. was kind of 
given this great pep talk by Padme at the beginning. And something's uh, happening because he was so calm and peaceful and truly Jedi like this arc until that door opened and damn. And, and, and this ongoing debate that he's, he's having with himself and and having with others and and Palpatine's fueling it without a doubt. Uh, it's, uh, it's interesting to to me that he, you know, just in some, from some point of view, we, we could end all of this. We yep. could end all of this. And again, again, the, yeah, the technicality is he chops off his cybernetic arms. He's got a lightsaber to his, his neck, and that might have been it. You could say he wasn't going to kill him. You could say he wasn't going to do that. It doesn't matter. He took his little electric cane out and poked Anakin, and now you're, now you're dead. Yeah. But it was the way he killed him, too, right through the heart, and no remorse. It was extremely Vader-like yeah. in the blocking, right? Absolutely. Just like, who cares? Yeah. It, he didn't wrestle with it. And no he knew that nobody was watching. Yeah. And it felt like he made that decision before he entered the room because mm-hmm. uh, he could have, you know, used the force to pull the cane away. He could have cut that hand yep. off. He had a lot of options. Yeah. He chose to do that. Yeah. Right? I love what you said there. He he walked in thinking, you know, he got in that batter's box and I'm swinging at the first pitch. And and <laughs> it, it, it showed it was a great sequence. And it caught me off guard. Yeah. Caught me off guard, too. Yeah. Right through the heart. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it in a little bit more detail when we uh, kind of go through the episode beat by beat in the second half. Uh, But I think that was just such a great pairing with Mace's Mm -hmm. speech with Anakin really playing with the definition of what a Jedi is himself and using Trench's sort of rigid definition of the Jedi is basically a, a tool to defeat him. Yeah. Because you think you can manipulate me and I'm by that classic superhero Mm-hmm. You won't do this. You won't do that. Like surprise, I will. Yeah, <laughs> you got no power over me. Uh, yeah. So, so the, those were the big ideas I liked in this uh, questioning of the Jedi. Let's move on to the moral of the episode. Trust placed in another is trust earned. Yeah. How did you feel about that one? I felt uh, I loved it, and uh, when you read the article, or article when you read the headline, <laughs> always read more than the headline. Is what I'm saying. Now. Um, <laughs> It's, 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 it's so great works on the surface, you know, but then I, I really thought of a lot of examples and we'll talk more of it, of just where trust comes from yeah, and what, and what trust can do to that person when you put trust in them, uh, whether they're employee, a partner, a friend, uh, you know, a stranger, uh, you know, and I thought I focused, there's a lot of, there's a lot of little fo- trust areas to focus on. I really focused on Rex. No doubt Rex is going to trust him, but yeah. I'm sure Rex is hearing tech and going, yeah, that might thing, and that might be it. And, and then Rex has the moment in the beginning, I don't think you're ready, which yeah. is probably not wrong, but knowing that, all right, I have to, I have to let you go. I have to trust you. Uh, I thought that was my favorite example of trust in this episode and, and, and one that can be taken into real life. Yeah. We all want trust, but sometimes it's just important to look around to see who needs your trust. Yeah, yeah. And that idea of if Rex... That it's reciprocal, right? Mm-hmm. And that if Rex had not trusted Echo, then Echo would not have been able to do the things that he was yeah. doing. Echo would not have felt, you know, the sport and Rex would not have got that that trust back. Yeah. Uh, and I think it speaks to the whole arc with the amount of Rex and uh, Rex learning to work with Clone Force 99, Clone Force 99 learning to trust, trust Regs. Yeah. <laughs> Which it yeah, didn't seem Rex, like they, yeah, yeah, they developed they this respect for Rex and this respect for uh, the Jedi mm-hmm. via Anakin and and all that stuff. 
I, I feel like it is a nice connection to a larger Star Wars theme of that we are all connected, mm-hmm. you know, and trusting kind of one part of the organism is hopefully trusting a way to trust in yourself as well. Yeah. And having to give the trust, uh, the, the example, uh, I like to, there's the unspoken trust. It's always present of Anakin's like, cool, just send all the droids to Mason and, and Obi-Wan, but I trust they'll get the job done. And Obi-Wan kind of has even maybe for better or worse. I trust Anakin, whatever crazy plans going on, we'll handle it. <laughs> yeah. That was the, that was the dark side of the, the yeah. trust because yeah. it, it is, this is one of those, it's so e- it's easy to say, right? Right. And it is, the pure glowing light thing to do in real life is to trust a person. Mm-hmm. It will encourage them to do their best. They will, they will reciprocate it. So they trust you. It's mm-hmm. all great. Except for sometimes people yeah. make bad choices. Yeah. And disappoint you. And it is dangerous to trust them. And I liked that. If you wanted to get into those weeds, mm. Obi-Wan felt like I'm in a different episode of Clone Wars than Anakin. And I don't <laughs> know it. Right. He's yeah. like a oh Anakin. He jumped off and he's taking down all those droids himself. Did he jump off a cliff again? <laughs> Did he do something weird and crazy? Yeah, he murdered. Yeah, uh, out of anger and choice. And Obi Wan doesn't know, but he has such trust, trust in Anakin. Him. And Anakin, in my opinion, in the arc of Star Wars storytelling, is letting him down, and Obi Wan doesn't know yet. I think it's great. What do you think that conversation was like on a on a sh- troop transport back up? How'd you, how'd you kill Trench? How'd that go down? Uh, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like Obi-Wan is from a certain point of viewing himself yeah. toward the end of the, the Clone Wars where he's, we talked about this with Padme, like he knows, he knows, but he just, he, I think he's letting himself think yeah. they're attracted to one another and they care about one another. Like I cared about Satine, but I kept that within bounds and I'm sure Anakin is too and i know anakin can go off half cocked and i know mm. he, he he doesn't he hasn't addressed his childhood as much so when we encounter things like the zygerian slavers he yeah. he loses it a little bit but i trust him he's a good man and i think obi-wan isn't letting himself see the possibility of how many lines anakin is letting himself cross and what kind of danger that is presenting for Anakin. That's a great discussion point, maybe even for another time. But but the idea of uh, the old adage of when someone shows you who they are, that's who they are. That they, that's, that's who it is. Take it. Believe them. Uh, I love that string of Obi-Wan just kind of like going, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, but even the, the, the point blank knowing. Anakin's smooching with Padme and that's against <laughs> the rules even. Yeah. And I'm Obi-Wan, the rule guy. But, 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 yeah, it's, it's interesting. Just hand holding. It's just, they're just going out for a phosphate at Dex's. <laughs> yeah, it's just a malted at Dex's <laughs> Diner. No problem. Uh, we always like to talk in the first half when we're looking at big picture stuff, too, about the action. So much of the Clone Wars is the action. Did you have favorite action moments in this episode? Give me them Y-Wings. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Right. The classic Ralph McQuarrie. Oh, yeah. I love Illustration them come to life. Good to see him. I just like a good uh, squadron of bombers flying into action and yeah. shooting. Um, uh, I I will say, though, I, there's... <laughs> What does this say about me? I did list, just so not the obvious, I did like Anakin versus Trench. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a great moment of action because when he speared him mercilessly through the heart. And even right before with some <laughs> of the droids, we, we again, I think we've seen a lot of Anakin doing bad things to droids, even, move, even in the prequel movies, Clone Wars. It was 
the most, and this was a sequence done before Rogue One, but it was the most Vader in the hallway I've seen in a while, at least in my memory. It it was a great action moment just by itself, but it was a great storytelling through action too, yeah. because you sometimes, in the Clone Wars, it can be like, come on, Jedi, you're just deflecting right. shots while the clones are doing most of the work. Like, get out there and throw some stuff. Yeah. And I think it played into all those themes to have Anakin walk in and go, I'm not holding anything back. I'm not slowly taking apart. Just bye, bye. bye. Just going to throw you into a wall. Yep. You're done. You're done. You're done. What? It, goes- it, is, it really felt, it added to making it feel like a choice of like, I am not holding myself back. Yeah. I'm, I'm the chosen one, MFers. Bam, bam, bam. You're done. You're gone. <laughs> I wish you would have said that. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the Clone Wars got weird. Um, to build off what you said and build off what we were saying earlier, like my, my very simple, simple, like, hey, lightsabers are used. And yeah, what, what what you always have is force powers with you. And to use them in any way, shape or form as a Jedi is a big choice. Yeah. Even if it's little effort, you have to consciously go, I'm going to press the X button. <laughs> yeah. And for Anakin just to walk in, like he said... First pitch, I'm swinging. He's getting in there, and he's like, bang, bang. Like, right, a, like, you're done. You're done. You're done. I'm just talking to Trench now. Yeah. That's all. That's I, I, all. I, so I did like that, but yeah, yeah. giving him white wings. Uh, those white wings are great. Yeah. Uh, I, there's one shot of Mace uh, where his body language in his strikes really matched Samuel L. Jackson's actual mm. fighting, like kind of this big torso arc with his swing. Yeah. I just really appreciated that little detail. But I think my favorite thing was uh, Crossfire's weird little oh, reflecting yeah. discs. And... Like, like it was, like I said, a treat to watch it with my wife. She obviously does enjoy the action, but like that moment in particular, she's like, whoa, wow. And it was really fun to have that moment of like, yeah, there's creative ways to take down yeah. droids. And that was just Star Wars cool. It was because he's flipping those things on the wall and I'm thinking they're going to explode. Yeah, right? little explosives. No. Little, then I thought, oh, no, he's going to it's going to be like an electric pulse or something, you know, yep. and then to, just to be like, I get to show my superhero power. And he's yeah. had some great moments already. Yeah. But uh, at the end to be like, boop, boop, and even have Wrecker be like, oh, <laughs> Wrecker was great right. as always. But yep, so much, uh, <laughs> so much violence and heart. To enjoy in this episode of Clone Wars, we have some unfinished business with unfinished business, so we will be back in just a moment. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash results to claim your credit. That's LinkedIn.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we are back to finish our business with unfinished business. In this second half, we like to kind of walk through the episode in order and see if there are any other details that we want to dive into or dig into a little bit more. So right at the beginning, we get uh, Echo pitching his plan to infiltrate the ship and uh, send false battle plans. Mace is uh, immediately into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I want to hear this. Uh, and we learn that Tech doesn't uh, trust Echo. Uh, there's a, There was a line that I read on the Wikipedia summary okay. that I read. And it's like, oh, man, I missed that. And then I watched it, and that line wasn't there. So I assume that this must be a line from the animatic okay. Uh, but I really appreciated the line. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but apparently Obi-Wan said like, well, aren't they going to know that you escaped from Skako Minor? Mm-hmm. And Echo said, no, all what Tambor cares about is his bottom line. And he's going to not want to let the Separatists know that he lost this money mm-hmm. that I represent. 
Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Which I really appreciated because as you and I were talking last week, I really took Watt Tambor's line of like, we must find a way to recoup our losses, is that Watt Tambor was going to do something in this arc to try to make money off of his violation of Echo. Yeah. And that line sort of completes that thread of, oh, that's why no, the rest of the Separatists don't suspect that the algorithm is busted because Watt Tambor is like, it will make my stocks go down if I tell them. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting because I think how this scene really worked is even I had trouble trusting Echo as a fan. And because it was so well set up last week, you know, Watt Tambor saying that, you yeah. and I talked about it, but the look in Echo's face, yeah, oh, damn. Like, whoa, 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 what's going on? I think if that had been in there, that I, I think that's a great line and a great just kind of exposing the truth of separatism, what Tambor in that side yeah. of that conversation. But, uh, yeah, that would have might've taken just enough tension out for me. Yeah. It might've lowered the but stakes a, good, a little bit too much a, for me, for me yeah. just in getting wrapped up in the fun of the story. Yeah. But I think that's also an interesting line that uh, I don't mind when things are hit over the head on. Yeah. Here's part of why the separatists are. are yeah. Bad. Yeah. So for you, mm-hmm. did you really feel like at the beginning of this, uh, episode that, something bad might happen with echo i did and, and as, as we said last week like i had at, at this point I, i've seen these episodes or animatics or read some of the summaries over the course of time i honestly just with you know, a lot of things going on in yeah. personal life professional and the world had just kind of my mind lost where that was and i didn't go back and look so yes i was expecting the big swerve in this yeah. episode yeah. It, I'm glad, I, glad we didn't get it. Yeah, me too. Me too. So uh, with uh, my disappointment in the Awat Tambor uh, <laughs> follow-up, besides that, I l- really liked the setup of just like, this is the basic tension that Echo wants to fix this. And mm-hmm. everybody else is like, yeah, I'm really not sure mm-hmm. this is going to gonna work. And, and I hadn't really thought about it until we got talking, but I like it that it's tech in particular. Yeah. Like when I first watched it, I've really responded to tech and really like it. Right, I was right. like, tech, you a-hole. Trust him. <laughs> uh, but now it really makes sense of if he is a little bit more. He's tech. Hey, tech, you a-hole. And he I has that shirt. <laughs> I want that shirt. He has like the experience of like. Uh, no, I, an algorithm is actually a powerful right. thing. They were in your mind. Uh, don't don't belittle the the power of technological terror. Don't yeah, and don't anyone listening take this as a, as a me inserting a, a, a thumb in science versus faith or any of those conversations. But I think sometimes there's a great balance, and sometimes there's this good old fashioned spirit of a person you got to give them a chance to do, and and. Yeah. It's a baseball day. Uh, you know, base, <laughs> baseball has turned into a sport run by algorithms. It's turned into where teams make decisions based on what these computer things tell them live. And I mean, that was part of what the cheating stuff that happened recently. But I'm still a believer of get a guy on a field with a big heart and he might do something you don't expect. Yeah. So this kind of spoke to me in that regard, too, because you're right. Tech is tech. Yeah. And he's not and he's not wrong. Yeah. I like that it came from Echo 2. Uh, it wasn't just... It wasn't like, I'm going to get back. It was, I it got a sense of, I need to do this to, to, to correct what had happened and to save everyone, myself including going forward, you know, came from, a, it wasn't a vengeful point of view. Yeah. And it's, I think it's, uh, again, paraphrasing, but his line is, you know, I'm going to get in there and, and mm. control the plans yeah. this time for a, a victory for right. the Republic. I think there is really a, they used me mm. and I want to set it right yeah. myself and I'm the only one who can because this is what right. it's going to take. 
Yes. Yeah. So it is, it is a big ask. And there's yeah. like, there's a little moment of like Anakin looking on with pride. Like yeah. he really likes this idea. Well, t- Echo's got to reface, got to face down that specific trauma. That's pretty powerful for him to be like, yeah, plug me back in. Yeah. No, that really is yeah. like, you know, you could come up with a, a million different uh, examples, but that's really like, you know, the kids from it going, you know, you know where I want to be? The sewer <laughs> with as many clowns as possible. That's, that's what it takes. Let's go you know? to the sewer by the circus. <laughs> Let's go to that <laughs> sewer circus, you know, <laughs> where all the good things happen. But it is really him <laughs> facing his fear and yeah. his pain to do this, which is really cool. Uh, so moving along, then we get Mace, Obi-Wan in the clones, uh, attack the Separatist assembly plant. We get cool shots of the mm. Republic gunships and the droid fighters and Y-Wing mm. gold group. The big old Mace speech. Uh, we talked about this uh, uh, already a bit, but... Were you surprised by Mace's speech? Did you see it coming in any way? Uh, the only I'll go back to seeing the preview because I think it was in a preview release this okay. week. And I just happened to click on it, um, so I'll take my go back to that moment. I, I even somewhat out of context, I wouldn't say I was surprised. I just think I was. I really enjoyed the use of of a Jedi being a Jedi. Yeah, uh, going back to what we talked about earlier, we can get in details. But yeah, so surprised. Surprised, not surprised at Mace, but just surprised that uh, this isn't more plainly stated by Jedi and other battles. So I, d- I definitely liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have empathy for the droids in that moment? I had it more in the record scene because it's more <laughs> in your face. <laughs> not um, in your face. It's the droid bags. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might be only because from Mr. Bones to Battlefront 2. You're more exposed to the droids, even watching the Clone Wars over the years. The the Roger Roger of it all kind of fades away, and you kind yeah. of like these little creatures at times, those yeah. weird little design creatures. So, um, you know, and they're programmed for what they're programmed for. So if there was any option, I guess this more empathy than I would think Yeah, in any other episode of Clone Wars. Yeah. I think that there was this just this moment for me hearing... 100,000, just hearing the number and hearing yeah. that Mace is uh, using his meditation time to count. Oh, count, count what's going on. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't go down to like, and 72, like he didn't go right down to <laughs> yeah. the number, but still it was a yeah. lot. And to kind of treat them as sentient creatures yes, that could kind of make a different choice in just the futility of, yeah, of course they can't. Yeah. You know, they're not in a in a place to do that. Yeah. yeah, I have been thinking a lot because what you're talking about with all the different ways that we get to know the uh, battle droids of just feeling a little bit more empathy for them, that they are kind of pawns. Yeah. In this whole thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. a lot of my empathy from the battle droids come from uh, when you play the uh, officer battle droid in Battlefront 2. <laughs> And you, you can place your turret, and then if you leave it, he says, good luck, turret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor, poor creatures. Yeah, just, that game just keeps rewarding you. It really does. Uh, so moving on, we get to Echo's big plan. Uh, to draw. He successfully does draw in all the droids and uh, does the feedback pulse mm-hmm. and uh, zaps them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Trench goes for it because he thinks the, the Jedi are, are arrogant. So... Uh, what what did you take from this about kind of the of echo versus trench? 
Uh, like I said before, like a good a good revenge plot that wasn't fueled. This isn't uh, this isn't uh, the Man in Black from Princess Bride. You know what do you do now? Yeah, <laughs> you know he's actually grown from it there. Uh, you know though, hey, Mandy Patinkin grows from it too. I guess you could say. Uh, but I, I I so I, I looked at it from that angle uh, again. The thought of using stuff against Trench, and even though Trench is outside the box, he's not really outside the box. He's still who he is. Whereas Echo has stepped out of the the box and started to grow as a person. So I think that's where I go with the verses on those two. Yeah, and just smart move, Echo. Yeah. And, 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 oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, no go, 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 go. go for and, it. And then. Part of this just being Watt Tambor and Trench uh, and everyone just kind of using Echo and using him as a piece of property and underestimating that at even not only thinking that at one point he could escape, but underestimating what was going on inside there that a part of it was alive and left, you know? Yeah, yeah. Underestimating his yeah. humanity. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. I liked they didn't spend a lot of time on it, but I liked visually that it just looked like Echo was in pain. Oh. Like that yeah. it wasn't just scary, but like he's holding his head. And like, you know, whatever this is, is physically painful. I'm sure like uh, emotional mm-hmm. trauma, uh, but pulling through it, like you're saying, yeah, not for vengeance, but because it's the right thing to do to yeah. to win this battle and to kind of win his uh, soul back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think maybe there, that's it. That's what why I was asking that question the way I was, is that the contrast between Echo being imaginative and hopeful uh versus trench just being like hmm. ah, they're they're arrogant yeah uh, i'll use my uh algorithms and my big bomb and put them in a box and yeah. they'll all die <laughs> and uh and echo wanting to make something, make right. something right yeah yeah uh so then we go on to that beat is is really fun because it is that moment where for a second like the the tension that had been set up in the episode about trust the mm-hmm. the main conflict is kind of resolved in yeah. uh, Tex says oh I guess we I think it's Texas says I guess we could have trust you and and uh, I was like oh was there ever any doubt it almost feels like and credits yeah it's halfway through the episode yep because uh, then we get the trench activates the bomb and then Mace and Tech and uh, and Echo work together uh, to disarm the bomb. Mm. What did you think about the the whole bomb plot and the way that it was uh, dismantled? I, I as just a plot, it's it's great fun. Who doesn't love a ticking clock of death? <laughs> uh, again, going a little bit to have, have tech uh, and echo, but have tech and, and mace working side by side. There's there's this kind of uh, combination of 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 mind and spirit working together on something and and both needing each other in this particular moment if that yeah. makes sense yeah uh the little drama at the end and just visually i don't know what it is especially when i watched the uh, again the this morning before we recorded just the visual thing of mace just like flipping down buttons yes <laughs> it's really nice to me like yeah number seven yeah it was like really visually uh pleasing and i really liked yes like echo plugged into the machine uh knowing the numbers and the combination uh, with that of mace and then mm. using this flowing organic thing of the force. But ray shields have sometimes come up as like this kind of like, ah, the Jedi are screwed. There's a ray shield. Right. So it was nice to see the, um, no, I'll just use the force. Right. Cause sometimes every once in a while, the Jedi are, feel a little depowered when just like, 
use the force. It, yeah. So it was, I, I was on the verge of like, come on, you, and then, oh, hey, you did. It's great. Yeah. And I think combined with that, uh, they don't overplay it, but with Mace continuing to be the sort of, uh, paragon of Jedi virtue, mm. classic Jedi sacrifice. Yeah. Where he's like, okay, this bomb might blow up half the planet. Obi-Wan get the clones out of here. And I think he even has that line of, well, if there's any hope to stop it, I got to try. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like that he is totally willing to sacrifice himself. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and putting a lot of trust and, uh, and faith in in the team uh, supporting him. So I really liked that element of it. Uh, I also really liked the rails. The rails? Uh, so he takes yeah. that elevator down, and then there's those little rails, and he just kind of gently opens them. <laughs> and then there's another. It's just every time that you actually see rails <laughs> in dangerous places in Star Wars, I'm like, ooh, interesting. It's part of a lesson learned. You know, if Mace would have fallen down, there wasn't rails. So let's take rails out of this one. Exactly. Uh, let's move on to murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anakin defeats Trench in a way that I consider murder, yeah. uh, which we can uh, talk about. It's a Jedi surprise. Mm. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but I want to get into the why. Mm. So mm. the door opens and, oh, it's that Anakin. Mm-hmm. What in your mind, when you were watching, what did you think got him to that point? I I think trying to get into his point of view and, and going back to what you're saying about how this war has been going for a long time. Is is there any part of his brain that's going just enough? I do like that you point out no one's watching and, hey, what you do when no one's watching might determine your real level of integrity. Uh, and not to say that Anakin lacks integrity, but he's definitely conflicted. So uh, he knows all that going in knows i'm tired i'm exhausted everyone i know might die here i want to get back to padme yeah i'm so distracted i don't even know why she was holding her stomach is her stomach upset <laughs> i'm not sure it must have been something she ate i gotta talk to three people about that i want to get back this lump is in front of me with no value to me this isn't even dooku this isn't even what tambor this is tambor's general or whatever you know yeah i think all that com- comes into that walking in going here we go yeah, I'm looking for a reason to fight. We've talked about this before. When you have power and how you use power and how you approach situations, focus determines reality. There you go, Qui Gon. He was he was focused on what he wanted to do. Yeah, and it's present. It's very clear. The great again, the animation this season's been crisp. We've been talking about how great it was, how great it is. You kind of you walk in. He walked into that scene. And you're like, Ew. Yeah. But I was still surprised. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because he's been in such a, I think, as we've talked about, a more peaceful trajectory, partially because of seeing himself in Rex, getting that great conversation with Padme. But my mind went to the uh, Citadel arc Mm -hmm. where he has that conversation with Tarkin, where Tarkin's like, I don't think the Jedi go far enough. And he's like, I think you have a point. And I love it because there's there's this element of philosophy where where Anakin can think, well, Trench in particular is this great strategist mm-hmm. and he's been a thorn in our side multiple times. Yeah. We, we've suffered losses to him. Yeah. Why don't we just end him? Or are we going to just keep having this battle again and again? So you can almost see this discussion point. Yeah. Of are the Jedi willing to go far enough? Are we causing more harm by just having five more, world spanning battles with this guy or should we just take this guy out mm. but so so you can start to have that sort of almost philosophical and mm-hmm. tactical discussion and you can get that with uh when uh trench starts saying 
he says, look, well, if I lose planet, Duke will murder me. Mm. Uh, and then Anakin specifically says, interrupts him from saying, you're a Jedi, you, you know, mm. well, he says, you know, you, and you think I won't like, you're a Jedi, you're nobility. And he's yeah. going to go on a long speech about Jedi philosophy and having Anakin say what, you know, I don't have those weaknesses. Mm. Mm. And hacking all three of his arms off. Mm. It's got this great dance between a legitimate discussion of, you know, when do we have to accept that we do have to defeat our enemies or they're yeah. just going to keep coming back and causing more pain versus you're keeping me from my wife. You're yeah. hurting my friends. I'm afraid of losing Obi-Wan. And so it's coming from all of these. What does Anakin need emotionally? And it feels good. To give in to the anger and just f kill him. I, I'm so glad you brought up the Citadel arc. I, I think it's hey, maybe we do it on a Star Wars rank, or we do a Clone Wars report down the line of the key moments in the Clone Wars that that are on that pathway to Vader. Yeah, and that's one of the just very open. It's Tarkin. It's Anakin. You guys are going to have a long partnership together until yeah. it ends. Uh, there's I love uh, Lucino's Tarkin book has those great moments of Tarkin kind of going. Got a sense this cape guy I've met before, <laughs> so that's one of the key scenes. But but it's it goes you know even as you've been saying it goes beyond just the surface level. I want this and I think it is. So I love this scene too. I, it is deliciously complicated. Yeah, because along the way I think you could justify it, especially again trying to get inside Anakin's head, just looking at this as a story. You could justify it. You could doubt it. You could and I want it to be wonderfully murky. And it's not gray area it's not gray jedi uh, it's just this like i think at the end i said there's, there's there's a there's a clear lack of remorse there was no second thought but also is he in his head is and this i'm not saying this was uh, present in the episode but yeah. i'm just having fun climbing into the character of anakin is there any thought of his head that's walking away going well he 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 poked me it was a righteous kill yeah it was self-defense i don't need to feel i kept with the code and yeah. this is how we should do it. <laughs> yeah, I warned him. I disarmed him by cutting off three of his arms. Yeah. <laughs> Told him it was coming. Yeah, yeah. And that's dangerous. But, yeah, and, and I think that's great. Yes, that's a great point of like, yeah, I don't know the episode necessarily presenting that, but that's great yeah. to have fun, with it, have fun with how much we can lie to ourselves. Mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm a good person, yeah. but I did this thing. It, that's a bad thing, but I'm a good person, right? But let's not think, let's not look too much. Joseph, last week I stayed at a hotel <laughs> and I stole a roll, a roll of toilet paper on the way out. I, I think I'm a good person, yeah. but I don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, I think it matters why you stole the toilet paper. Uh, so, yeah. No, I do. I really like that. I, and I had a great conversation with uh, with my wife about it as well, that I like this story of in Star Wars, of with the Jedi in particular, of it, it does matter what you do, but it also matters why. Mm -hmm. Like you, you contrast Anakin's anger at yeah. Trench in the way he acts from just like the, the mood of uh, Obi-Wan when he takes Grievous out. Like right. that's Obi-Wan's mission. They've decided right. Grievous needs to be taken out and yeah. Obi-Wan is doing his job. It's not about his own personal anger. And you get mm -hmm. this sense with Anakin that's like, you've taken enough from me. You know, you've heard enough people that I care about. I want to kill you. Yeah. And in, in, have him even go like, yeah, I want to do what Dooku would do. Right. Is like aligning with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like what think, what makes you think I won't kill you mm -hmm. just like Dooku would is like a little bit of already like getting to be like, he, it was just presented. Will you do what the Sith do? And he's like, yeah, well, 
which is well, so that's wonderful. It's wonderful to play with this idea, get in, inside Anakin's mind later on down the line. You know, uh, he, you know, clearly before he turns, he kills Dooku. But is there along the way of just like, you know, Qui Gon to Dooku, are they, uh, Quinlan Vos, any of those Jedi we always love talking about here in Force Center that like. You know, they they didn't were wrong about some things. If or have Anakin can at any point in his brain to be like, does he acknowledge that he just, you know, did something uh, like 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 Dooku would have done? Does yeah. he ever connect it? And does he connect it and feel happy? Connect it and be like, well, he had it coming. Or yeah. connect it and be like, hmm, I kind of always thought that. I don't know. I think not present in the episode, but yeah. graded part of that tapestry of on the road to Vader. Yeah. But I think your point about him lying to himself is great. Because the more I think about it, I feel like this scene is a great connection to Revenge of the Sith when he's clearly going down the dark path. No moral ambiguity. Don't slaughter younglings, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, but in those scenes on Mustafar, he's consumed by the dark side, but he is still kind of BSing himself yeah. and Obi-Wan. That he had rational, and you can see that connection of like, what? Trench was a threat, and I eliminated the threat, and I saved everybody. What? Yeah. And it it kind of has a little bit of a rhythm with that, like, I'll I'll overthrow the Empire, and then we'll control everything. You and I, Padme, and everything will be the way it should be. Like, he's rationalizing a little bit, even while he is in the midst of being utterly consumed by the dark side. And you can see the beginning of some rationalization of his actions. And putting him at Dooku's neck with the two blades and, and him, you know, and Hayden plays that at times. I think he plays it a little, he's a little young in that scene. If you like, like I shouldn't do this. And, and how does that, does that connect with this moment? I think it does because he's not by himself and he's got his new father figure in front of him. Yeah. And I think there should be some vulnerability. I think there should be Anakin in his mind going, I just recently killed Trench. This is the same thing, right? Yeah. No. And even more with Duke. Dad he, guy? <laughs> Dad guy? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. And he so knows it's revenge. Yeah. That's the thing with Duco is like, he knows. He knows. He knows yeah, if yeah. he does this, now that's what it's about. And, 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 and hey, by the way, you know, the next hotel I go to and I still told the paper, am I, am I thinking, well, the first <laughs> one was okay. The second one's a problem. Is Anakin sitting there going, Trench was easy. Just when Dooku. you have that toilet paper in your hand, think, would Dooku steal this toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> what would Dooku do with the toilet paper? But, you know, he's it, it, the second time, the, the first kills, uh, you know, hardest, James. Yeah. Uh, not the second one, right? Does he have Similarly. any, yeah, yeah. Is, is he having any doubt? Is he yeah. having any doubt? Is he, well, he was a Jedi. He, he might have been, and the Separatists might be something good. I don't know. I love playing around with this idea. Yeah, it's it great stuff. To, yeah. Yeah, my last thought on this is I like the beginning of the uh, arc to the end of the arc where Padme says in a playful way when they have their their mm. fun conversation of like, I thought this siege would be faster. And she's like, you know what that word siege means? Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you just thought you would go in and real quickly take care of everything. He's like, yeah, I did. And it has this fun, oh, yeah. adventurous, powerful Anakin jumping in. So you have that on one end. And then here you have on the other end of like, yeah, I am ending it. Yeah. And I can. Yeah. And it goes from this playful loving moment with padme to yeah. uh killing killing the walrus man killing, killing. <laughs> not literal walrus man yeah. i know what you I, yeah. I know uh yeah and then the twitching is uh terrible and beautiful yes when he dies yes. <laughs> all the way yes <laughs> uh moving on towards the end of the episode uh that great line from kenobi of like you've got some medals coming your yeah. way <laughs> so casual thrown over his shoulder uh, and then of course uh, echo joins the bad batch 
how did you feel about that ending? Do you want to know the story, the rest of the story of Clone Force 99, all that? 100%. I don't think it will happen. This isn't me saying uh, this is a Disney Plus series coming our way or rumors of it, but wouldn't it be fun? Uh, about a year or two into the G.I. Joe comic book run, they launched a series called G.I. Joe Special Missions. Okay? <laughs> so I want Bad Batch Special Missions. And that way you can go back into the events that we already know because oh, we yeah. haven't seen them do stuff, right? So they're out there. I don't know how long they've been formed, but the, this, you know, clone troop 99 has been doing some stuff. So give me a short, limited series, uh, Bad Batch special missions. And, and yeah. you can have them without Echo and then Echo joins. Maybe you have more of them. Yeah, you know, I've, I felt the same way because I was really curious, again, not uh, choosing not to re-familiarize myself with the animatics of yeah. like, did... The Bad Batch is in that great collection of so many characters of what happened to them? Probably yeah. not something great, but we never know. How did you feel about Echo actually joining uh, in just kind of the emotions of that scene? Really well played. You talked about the choice in his hands and head and heart. Uh, we talk often a lot here. I you know, bring it up a lot of the Frodo type. Of, you know, once you go through something, we can go back. He clearly went through a lot of trauma, but it was such a positive move forward. It was bittersweet, yeah. but for Rex to let him go, Rex trusting that's right, for him to get that, again, emboldened by the trust, and knowing that he is, is different inside and out. And own who you are sometimes. Uh, no one can use it against you, but also you can grow from it. I, I, I really thought it was well played, that there was an open-ended recruitment. Yeah. And it was an open-ended do do what you feel is right, and, and uh, it really worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many beats in this that I liked. I, I really liked that the thread of Obi-Wan not being big on politics or the sort of government of it all, so to have him go like, probably be some medals coming. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's very, very Obi-Wan. Like, if you're into that sort of thing, uh, it's a very funny uh, line. But, yeah, I, I love uh, I love everything you're saying. I think that this theme of change in Star Wars, going back to Shmi saying, you know, you can't stop the change any more than you can stop right. the suns from setting. And seeing that is a healthy moment that uh, that Echo accepted that. Yeah. And that Rex encouraged that because it, it seemed like Rex sensed that truth. And that shot of Rex... He looks really sad. He fought so hard to get his brother back. Yeah. And it's sad for himself that he has to let him go. But Rex, knowing change happens and this is where you will be happier. So I, I want you by my side, brother. Yeah. But I I need to let you go. It's a very, again, I, I said up top, I focused a lot on the trust as it relates to Rex needing to give trust to Echo. I think that's a very powerful thing of, in our lives sometimes, hey, maybe it could be relationships, partnerships, business, business, whatever. Sometimes you have to let them go. Yeah. You have to. And and that's a, that's a Star Wars giving you another little lesson, and it's Rex's point of view in that situation, too. It, it's very much echoes, but yeah, very much like, this, this sucks, but you have to. You have to. Yeah. And then the, the, uh, the great uh, salute. Yes. Trust, uh, trust earned Loved right it. there going back and forth. Uh, all right. Any other characters, moments, planets, et cetera, that really grabbed you that you wanted to mention? I put down Crosshair's big move. And then now I can't remember who said it. I just put down the quote. Help me. Uh, I, I wrote down the quote. I honestly feel bad for those droids. I believe that was Hunter oh, as Wrecker. Wrecker yes. Taking them out. 
I thought it was really, I've been loving a record the whole time. I love just his straight ahead, me, me bash things kind of mentality. Uh, it's how I battle technology every day. <laughs> uh, so I really, it, it just, the comedy, Star Wars at his best, always is going to have some comedy, in, even during the most tense situations. Yes, I, I would like Wrecker to help me with my printer when it isn't working, <laughs> for sure. He was extra funny, I think. The, I'll get it to work. Yeah. <laughs> Stealth, I hate that word. And then when, uh, when uh, Crossfire does beat him, yeah, one of the, oh, <laughs> I get to blow it all up. <laughs> yeah, and that thread, that thread was funny for Wrecker and extra different mm. from Anakin when he's got that kind of jovial fun. Like, yep, yeah. just took trench out, felt great. Now I'm gonna give this uh, remote detonation button to Wrecker, and that's gonna be fun and great. And yeah, he, he presents it like, hey, hey, fellow uh, buddy of <laughs> destruction. The, Here's something to make your day. The buddies of destruction. <laughs> oh, yeah, arena tour coming yeah. to you soon. Uh, yeah. The uh, only other little thing uh, is there was something different about the actual explosion. Like the explosion had a little bit of like a kind of rainbow. There was more oh, colors man. in the explosion. I did not see yeah. that. I'll have to go yeah. back and watch the the colors of the explosion. The colors of the explosion were the world extra of color beautiful. And destruction. <laughs> uh, we wrap up with our uh, action figure question. Uh, if you could have a figure of any character from this episode, who do you want? I want. Uh, uh, I hope. I always hope I never step on your choice. Oh, but I want trench with removable arms. <laughs> you want. Uh, you want. Uh, yeah. Battle damaged. Uh, battle damaged battle damage trench with. You yeah. want smoking hole in yeah, center of chest. Yeah, smoking hole. You can flip it like the old battle damage he mans. Just flip oh, it. you flip it. Yeah, flip and a little uh, little uh, yeah. lever on their back and <laughs> twitches. Yeah, that that twitch was, uh, that was great. So twitch. great. So yeah. disturbing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love a. <laughs> Sorry, because you keep saying Wallace Man, and he's very much Wallace Man, but I also you know base a lot on the spider. He kind of fell and to me shriveled up like a spider. You're right. He is dead. much more of a spider. So but he's got the face of a walrus man in the teeth. I mean, don't get <laughs> don't me wrong. You're not wrong on that. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 But spider is much more accurate. Uh, I apologize to people who are tearing their hair out uh, at the walrus man comments. But yes, the, the death of Spider-Man. There we go. That's what we want. Uh, you know, the uh, Echo as a part of Clone Force 99 with his armor, with the the skull on it. So they yeah. already kind of, by the beginning of the episode, pre-accepted him. Oh, that's great. Uh, would be great. I would love that. Or uh, speechifying Mace Windu. Squeeze, oh, yeah. Squeezes legs and he does the whole conversation. Love that. The whole speech. <laughs> Slaughtered 100,000 of you. <laughs> uh, we always wrap up with the moral. What is the moral of this episode of the Clone Wars report? Ooh. Oh, wow. I think trust, verify, and smash your way through it all. <laughs> Trust, verify, and smash. That's what we're going to be doing all week until the next episode of The Clone Wars Report. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. 
So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.